0: <laughs> and some of you are longing for some hot wings already, and it's early because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Well, it's, I call it Super Bowl Sunday. It's, it's really become that time of year where the Patriots face off against another team. That's, that's, that's what it is. Go Rams, by the way. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, <sighs> grab your Bibles, oh, Matthew chapter 14, and we're going to be in verse 24. Um, I had a message that uh, I had prayed about and uh, was ready to preach this morning, and late last night, uh, in, in between not sleeping, uh, God, God changed it up on me this morning. So I, I just really, I don't know, I, 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 I just feel a prophetic atmosphere when I walked into this room this morning. And I just, um, I, I don't typically do this, uh, but I'm going to do this. <laughs> and I just, um, Hageman family right here, um, I just really believe that God is going to do some incredible things in your home and your lives that um, he 's going to start there 's going to be a prophetic atmosphere in your home, and the presence of God is going to fall in that place, uh, not just because you make awesome enchiladas and you do but god, god God is really going to do some amazing stuff in your family and you 're going to be very reflective of his grace and his glory in your life i just I just really. Uh, this morning, I, I just I couldn't shake it, and I, like I said, I don't typically do this, but I, you, God God wants to do something specific. Um, it's going to change people's lives. It's going to change people's hearts, and it's going to be awkward for for a little while. But it's it's what God is is doing. He's doing something big in your home. Uh, the presence of God is going to be rich there and the thick. And I just really want to bless you this morning. So, can we pray for them real quick? Would you stand your hands, Father God? I just pray for this this awesome couple and this family. Would you just bless them uh, and just fill this home with such peace and your presence and your grace? I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this home and in this family. God, we honor you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 14, starting in 24. Uh, you know what? Let's start in 22. Jesus has just uh, ministered. Uh, Jesus and the disciples have just ministered to uh, 5,000 men, women, and children and fed 5,000 men. Well, it it would be over 5,000, including the the women and children, but 5,000 men alone. Jesus has done this awesome miracle. Directly after that, this is what happens. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross over to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while, uh, while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. They cried out in fear. It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called out, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Immediately, Jesus reached out immediately and grabbed him. You have so little faith, he said. Why did you doubt me? Then they climbed back into the boat. The wind stopped and the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. I want to entitle this morning's message, All the Wrong Things. All the wrong things. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father God, we honor you. We just thank you. God, we just just honor you in this place this morning. I just really pray, Lord, that you would just... Um, Help me to communicate what's on your heart, Lord. We just thank you for your love, your guidance, and what you do in our lives. God, we just pray for our team in Haiti. Would you bless them and keep them safe? Uh, And I pray for safe travels all around, God, wherever they're traveling, over there. And when they come back, I just pray, Lord, for incredible testimony and stories to come out of it all. God, we honor you, and we praise you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Anybody here, uh, enjoy flying? Anybody else? Anybody? Uh, some, some, you know, there's a little, maybe. Some people do, some people don't. I, uh, I'm one of the people that in, enjoy flying. Every, anybody here ever had a bad flight experience? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you don't enjoy flying. Uh, I, uh, I haven't had, uh, uh, too many Bad flight experiences, but the ones that I have had, they 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 take the cake. You know what I'm saying? Like they they, um, me and Leah, we, like I said, we we've, we've been uh, doing youth ministry for a long time now. It's been roughly ten, eleven years now, something like that. And uh, uh, many years ago, we we were on our way to Atlanta. We had to catch a plane to Atlanta, uh, to go, we were doing these, we decided to do this youth pastor training and, uh, uh, it it was out in Atlanta. And so we were going to, we were going to go and, and be a part of this whole week long thing. And, um, uh, everything went wrong this day. Everything, everything you could think of. It started off, we, we, we got into the car and something happened to the car. Something happened to the car, it wouldn't start, something went wrong. We finally got the car started, got in, got on our way to the airport, and we ended up in a traffic jam. And, uh, it, it, we finally got past the traffic jam. Once we got past the traffic jam and we got, like, past the airport, we had like five minutes to get to our gate. Okay, so it, it was it was insane. So we, we we get out of the car. We grab our luggage. We're running Leah's running ahead of me and we're running inside We, we check in and then we got to go We got to go up the escalators and get to to the gate So we get to the escalators. The escalators are broke. So you got to take the stairs So I'm carrying both of the the uh, like our, our luggage all of our luggage what we got I'm running up the stairs my new shoes grab the edge of the stair and the whole bottom of my shoe rips apart rips apart Okay Mind you, it is Virginia summer, so it's 103 million degrees outside, and the humidity levels is like 2 billion. It's it's ridiculous. So we're sweating. I have a ripped shoe. Uh, I get out halfway up the stairs. I rip my shirt like right down the side, and I, I'm 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 running. Leah is in heels, by the way. She breaks her heel, uh, I, and, and so she's doing this like, yeah, you know, like one-legged dog, and I uh, three-legged dog. Whatever, whatever has. Whatever's missing parts, that's she, what well, she's running like She's running down the hallway. We get to the gate. Check in just in time. We look like a hot mess, okay? I've ripped shoe, covered in sweat, holding bags, ripped shirt. She's got a broken heel. Like, uh, you know, she's sweating, so mascara is running everywhere. It's, 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 it's a mess. We get on the airplane. We finally get settled in. We're like, oh gosh, thank goodness we're, we made it to the airplane. And so we're trying to situate ourselves. We get in. We're, we're in the, we're in the airplane, and it was a, it's a rough takeoff, really rough takeoff. We don't know why. We'll get in the air, and you know, we're, we're in the air we get uh i don't know we're 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 about 20 minutes into our flight and all of a sudden the plane falls it like you you're not, it was, it, you know it was you know everybody screams those little things come out of the the ceiling like all of that we're we're i'm holding on for dear life we're, we, we we so we go through so the rest of the you know the hour it's like an hour and a half to get from here to Atlanta. We get to from from here to Atlanta safely. And um now w- when we landed it it felt like we were doing like fish tailing the whole time but that's beside the point. We get out we get into Atlanta airport. Now if you've ever been to Atlanta airport now I'm from Atlanta originally so I'm very familiar with it but it's been a long time since I've been. So uh the Atlanta airport is like a city it is its own state, okay? It has a train that runs through it, okay, it, to take you from one side to another. It is massive. It is vastly different than our airport, which is a lot like a Walgreens with a runway. That is what we have here. It's it, it's vastly different. So we get in there, and we're trying to find the guy. If somebody's supposed to pick us up. Trying to find the guy, and he's apparently holding a sign, but he gets her name wrong. So we're on the wrong side of the airport, Trying to find the guy on the other side of the airport with the sign that has the wrong names on it. We're finding so we finally get it all squared away and we 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 get into the vehicle with the the gentleman who is going to take us to where we're going to get trained in all this. And he looks at us and he goes, "So, how was your how was your trip here?" And before I could say anything, my wife goes, "Oh, it was great." And I looked at her, and we're in the back seat, and I whispered, and "I said, liar, <laughs> liar." <laughs> and she, and I said, liar. Uh, she's like, "What?" I was like, "I was like, what about that was great? We we look like two puppies that just got ran through the mud. I mean, we look. I mean, we we, we nothing about the trip was great. Getting here." G- g- what we went through, not, none of it. I don't. I don't remember. Do you not remember that we fell from the sky? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a bo- boisterous voice sometimes. Um, I get. I get a bit dramatic. Uh, and, and, and she looked at me, and she goes, "She goes, you're looking at all the wrong things." And I said, "What am I supposed to be looking at?" She goes. Do you not remember how much we laughed about the whole situation and she she, she reminded me you like you're coming up the stairs with half a shoe and we're laughing about the whole thing. Do you not remember the the one on one conversations that we had together and we dreamed together and we talked together and with the quality time we had together do you, do you not remember that Do you not remember that while we were on the plane there were there were a uh, People that we got to witness to and pray for. Yes, it was directly after falling from the sky, but that's beside the point. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, she, she, she goes, you're looking at all the wrong things. You're so focused on what happened to you that you can't see what is happening through you. Now, my wife will preach to me, and I steal most of her messages and just do them on Sunday morning. So anything that I say that's good, it probably came from her. And... Um, she sends her love, by the way. <laughs> she's 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 at home right now with our our, our newborn and our, our three year old. Uh, but uh, she she sends her love. Uh, she says, You're so focused on what's happening to you that you can't see what's happening through you, which is actually what's what what's happening right here to Peter. He sees the wind and the waves, and he becomes distracted by what he cannot control. He comes distracted by what is bigger than him. He comes distracted by what he does not understand he he becomes by distracted by the noise that surround him okay it's it's strong winds and waves he he becomes distracted by the fact that what he is currently doing walking on water is unnatural he becomes distracted about all and then he starts to sink even though god has called him to walk on water through a storm all because he was looking at all the wrong things and all the wrong things. I want to uh, make some brief observations this morning from from this text. And I'm not a long-winded preacher. I I, I, uh, I, I hate when things take incredibly long. So I, 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 I I'm I, Anybody here, one of those people that only like to make one trip from the car to the house in order to get your groceries in the house? Like, you will dislocate both your shoulders in order to get everything in one trip? Okay, yeah, I'm that kind of guy. So I'm not going to... I'm not, like, even though this is a 12-hour battery life, I'm only going to use 11 of it. And um, I want to make some observations from this text this morning because God has called all of us to do or be something. But there's always going to be something else trying to, to get our attention that doesn't deserve our attention. We are all going to face our own personal wind and waves in life. It's just going to happen. So I want to make a few observations. The first observation I want to make is uh, Peter is in the boat and he is requesting something from Jesus that is, that is in his heart to do. But you notice that Jesus is the one that calls Peter into something that was in his heart to do. Jesus is doing the calling. That's why Jesus says, why did you doubt me, Peter? Because it was him enabling Peter to do what he was doing. It wasn't Peter enabling himself. It was Jesus enabling Peter to do what he was doing. If God has called you to it, he has enabled you to do it. If God has called you to this thing, if there's something God has put, your, put in your heart, in your life, he's called you to it. He is enabling you to do it. If he's called you... Uh, and he he calls you regardless of the conditions you face or the qualifications you have. By the way, he 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 re, he calls you regardless of those things. Doesn't matter. It, and then he enab, he enables you to do it. And uh, it, it is really easy to feel inadequate sometimes. It is really when call, God calls you to do something. It is really easy to feel inadequate. This is, this is something I face almost every time I do something for God. Like, all of a sudden, can I do it? I feel surrounded by my own insecurities. Ever, anybody ever done that? I feel surrounded by what I don't know how to do or where I've faltered and failed out in the past. I, I feel surrounded by those things. If God has called you, He has enabled you. If God has called you to be a mom, He will enable you to be a mom. If He has called you to be a dad, He will enable you to be a dad. If He has called you to be a business owner, He will enable you to be a business owner. If He has called you to be a teacher, He will enable you to be a teacher. You can do this. You can do this. God has enabled you to do it. You can do it. By the way, I, I don't. I, I felt this in my spirit. I don't, I don't know who this is for. But... Uh, I, I said that if God has called you to be a mom, he has enabled you to be a mom. Being a mom is a mantle. Being a dad is a mantle. It is more than a a reproductive disposition. It is a mantle. And if God has enabled you, you can do this. You can do this. He's called you. Therefore, he's enabled you. Don't get hung up on your inadequacies. Don't get hung up on your shortcomings, your qualifications. Don't get hung up on what you think you can't do. And can't is a word, okay? Just leave me alone. (laughs) You can do this. You can absolutely do this. Another, Another... observation i want to point out is there's always going to be something wrong to focus on especially when you step out and do something god has called you to because those things just seem to get amplified for some reason yeah. they, they they really do some, sometimes it's the enemy sometimes it's just life and sometimes it's the enemy trying to use life against you yeah. you know it's it's some it, it, there's always going to be something this uh, a lot of you know what i'm talking about like and and you've done this in the past like you, you you go out and you make a big financial decision for God and uh you're riding down the road and all of a sudden your vehicle makes a new noise and and now there are more lights on your dashboard than there was on your christmas tree during the holidays <laughs> Or you're, or you're in here on Sunday mornings and you're trying to give all, all, all your worries and cares to Jesus and you're singing Jesus paid it all and then Monday morning comes around and there's this unexpected bill in the mail and you're like, Jesus, do you make partial payments? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, you've been there before. There, there's always, and then, and then what happens is you, you hear this voice that said, that, that comes to mind. It's like you, you should have saved that money, or you made a bad call, or you made a mistake, or you made a, a bad decision. And I, I have this rule that I play about. It. if I'm going to make a mistake, I'm going to make it for Jesus because He can He can flip it in in my favor. Yeah. He can always flip it in in my favor. I, when I was um uh, when before I, I I had two different college opportunities. Well. Training opportunities rather, uh, I, I went to Bible College and I did an internship, but um, before I made the decision to do that, I was actually uh, a, an apprentice for a, a diesel company, and they, they offered to pay for my schooling outright, give me a brand new truck, have a fat bank account, all of that stuff. I mean they were just they were going to pay for pay for everything and I had this, this huge opportunity in, in front of me, and I felt compelled to do this internship and do this Bible college and not take the fat paycheck and everything like that. And uh, and so I did it. I, I, I went to the Bible college. But uh, a few months into doing the Bible college, once you're living off ramen noodle soup, that is 16 cents a pack, by the way, uh, don't do it. Uh, and coffee, and that's your diet all of a sudden you begin to question your decisions, right you know <laughs> and um, I remember uh, when it finally hit me that this was the the God it was actually close to the end of my first year that it hit me that this was exactly what God had called me to do because uh, we had taken we, we went on a mission trip to Romania and uh, we went to this children 's hospital and they have a children 's hospital over there that is it is made to house seven hundred kids. It was housing 2,500 kids, and um, hardly any of the lights worked inside of the building. And uh, I remember everything so clear. It was so incredibly dirty. We walked in, and there's this little square room that is probably about as big as these four chairs right here, and that I walked into. And there was this little girl, little baby, six-week-old girl, sitting in one of those, you know, those baby things that they do put you in at the hospital. And um, by the way, they only get a diaper a day, a diaper a day. And I went in there, and she was covered in, you know, everything. And she had, uh, she was on a list called failure to thrive, meaning that she had given up on human contact, um, and she wasn't responding anymore, and she was just laying there. And I picked her up, and I got her all cleaned, and her name was Nicoletta. Her name was Nicoletta. Uh, I will never, never forget this little girl. Because uh, she changed my life. And uh, uh, I cleaned her up, and I spent a week with that little baby that's little six-week-old. And uh, by the end of the week, she was off the failure to thrive with us because she had started responding respond to human contact again and everything. But I, I, never, I will never forget that in this moment was when I realized that I, what I had given to God, what I, what I had sacrificed and I had given up for God, it, it was worth it. It was all worth it. It was all worth it. Years later, my about my little girl that we, we, we named her Reagan Coletta, which comes from Nicoletta, and what we didn't realize is that the uh, the name Coletta actually means victorious. And God spoke to me this morning, and uh, He said, "He's like any time you do something for me, just remember that you are grasping victory. You are any time." You do something for God. You choose to do something for for God. You are grasping victory. You're grasping it. It is in your hands. You are holding on to it. Because when you do something for God, when you step out and do something for God, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You're doing it for God. He can flip the script in a moment. He can change the outcome in a moment. God can do some incredible things in the midst of a terrible storm. He really can. He can do some absolutely wonderful, remarkable things. God can do some beautiful things. He can flip the script in a moment. He do some things that you never thought He could do because He's God. He does amazing things. And so, in this moment, I realized that the even, even my—if God can redeem even my bad mistakes, He can. Think of what He can do with my good mistakes. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, that's an incredible thing." Another observation I want to make is this. And uh, can I get guitar player? I'm gonna go ahead and start landing. Let me make one more observation out of this. We're reading this this passage of scripture, and I, I, I I'm reading it, and I'm looking at it, and and I. I've never read it this way before. And Peter gets out of the boat. He walks on water. We don't know how many steps, maybe four or five steps, maybe two steps. We don't know. But then he starts to sink, and he cries out for Jesus. Jesus grabs him by the hands and pulls him up. I always read this this passage as Peter walked on water, and he sank. But then it says, then they made their way back to the boat. Suddenly I realized that Peter walked on water two times. He walked on water twice. He walked on water to Jesus. And then he walked on water with Jesus. Because it's all redeemable. Everything that we put our hands to, everything that we do for God, regardless if, if we've fallen short or we've done anything wrong, it's all redeemable with Jesus. It's all redeemable. Peter is a two-time water walker. Take that, patriots. <laughs> and I, I read this and I, and I realized something. I was, you know, a lot of us have made some pretty pretty bad mistakes. We've messed up. We've fallen short. We've done something we are not proud of. I'm pretty sure that Peter was a bit embarrassed because he was soaking wet, okay? I'm pretty sure that he was a bit embarrassed when he got back into the boat, but he's the only one who's walked on water twice. Once in a fault state, once in a redeemed state. God wants to redeem all of your shortcomings, and every time you've sunk. You understand that when you're walking toward Jesus, when you've got your focus on Jesus, even when you're sinking, you're still moving forward. That's a powerful thing. Because when I'm focusing on Jesus, I can cry out to Jesus, and He can redeem my moments. Because the Bible says that He trades beauty for ashes. That means all the junk, everything that got burnt up, everything that was bad, He can trade it off. He's God with skin on. He's amazing. He's loving. He's incredible. And He looks at you and He declares that your best days are not behind you. Your best days are not the moment when you sunk. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best days are yet to come. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. Doesn't matter. It's all redeemable. It's all redeemable. Even doesn't matter how long I've been looking at the wrong things. Doesn't matter how long. It's all redeemable. I want to pray for some people this morning. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You know, if you're in here this morning and God is calling you to do something big and that it it, it kind of makes you afraid. And I I just feel it in my spirit. God's been calling you to do it for a long time. Maybe it's a big dream that God's put in your heart. Maybe it's to start that business. Maybe it's to do that thing. Maybe it's to walk away from that bad situation. Maybe... God's calling you to do something. He's put something in your heart. But all you can focus on is what's around you, and you're you're afraid of what might happen if you put your foot in the water. Can I just say this? Jesus did not just enable Peter to walk on water. He enabled Peter to walk on water through a storm. He enabled Peter to walk on water through a storm. You can do this. You were designed by God to do this. You got this. And if that's you, and you're just a you're just a little scared, or you 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 you, you need just a little Jesus, push me forward. Would you throw up your hand? I would just want to pray for you real quick. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. I'm gonna pray for you. Father God, I just pray for these that raise their hands. Just bless them and I just thank you. Thank you for those dreams. Thank you for that hope. Thank you for that love that you inspire. I just pray, Lord, right now that you would show them that you've enabled them. And you would bless them. If you're here this morning and you've made some pretty mad mistakes that you're not proud of and all you can think about is that time you sunk That's all you can think about i want you to slip up your hand cuz i want to pray for you all you can think about is that sin you made all that, that that bad decision all you can think about all you can think about is that time you fell i want to pray for you. father god i just pray for these that raise their hands i just bless them I pray, Lord, that their mindset would not be so on that moment that they sunk, but they would go, wait, I am redeemed. That's just part of the story. I am redeemed. And I'm going to walk on this. I'm going to walk on this. Just... Lord, I just pray that you show off your grace and your glory in their lives. And I pray from here on out, God, that we would all, we would focus on all the right things instead of giving our attention to all the wrong things. God, I just bless each and every person here, and we just thank you for this day. How We bless our team in Haiti and every part of that trip. And we just thank you so much, God, for your love and your grace. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. You are dismissed this morning.